are you ready to join my movement? Are you ready to free yourself from the utter gremlin of perfectionism? Join me in today's episode and in my campaign against everything perfect so that you can live the most awesome life as a purpose-led entrepreneur and thrive. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes, and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am super keen to get on with the main event of this episode because I'm finally returning to one of my most favorite subjects. It influences so much of my coaching, so many of my programs, my own life and many, many other things besides and it is the subject of perfectionism. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about embracing the imperfect and thriving as a result of that and what it can do for you specifically as a purpose-led business owner. Now, clearly, it's not the first time I've mentioned the words perfectionism on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. You've heard me say that before, but it is only the second time I've dedicated a whole episode to the subject. It's from way back in the early days of this podcast. It's episode seven called How to Get Over Yourself and Take Imperfect Action. It was the most popular episode by a country mile last year. It's having a bit of competition this year, but it's still one of the top three, I believe, most popular episodes of the whole podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, it's worth going back and listening to that one whenever you get a moment and I will pop the link in the show notes. So 
There's so much more to say and that's why I'm doing this second episode. I doubt it will be my last to be honest because this subject is the bread and butter of my coaching. It's so powerful, such a favourite and so much that I talk about comes back to perfectionism. I was actually being interviewed on the Uncaged podcast a couple of months ago now And it was fascinating because we were having a really great conversation, myself and Corinne Worsley, about all sorts of different saboteurs. And I kept drawing the lines back to perfectionism because so much of it is implicitly linked, whether that's imposter syndrome, whether it's people pleasing, whether it's worrying what other people think. Perfectionism has its sneaky little pores in every pot and therefore when we can start to unravel perfectionism and really act against it and consciously reject the notion of perfect, we can do amazing things with our mindset and with our business. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking more generally about how we embrace an imperfectionist mindset and how that will lead us to thrive in our businesses and in our lives, because it's so inspirational and so valuable to be an imperfectionist. But we can meet with some resistance when we think about it like that. We can think, does that mean I'm going to care less? Does that mean I'm not trying my hardest if I'm not striving for the absolute A-grade goal in every single thing that I do? So I really am going to be making the case for imperfectionism, for being an imperfectionist in a big way in your life. But before I go into that element of the discussion... I want to talk about two other things. The first is how perfectionism can affect us differently. And the second part of the podcast, before I go into the how to be an imperfectionist and why that's such a great thing section, is going to be about why do we hold on to perfectionism and what can holding on to perfectionism offer us? Why do we do that? What benefits, in inverted commas, does it give us? So let's start at the earlier point there. Let's start with this conversation around how perfectionism really does present so differently in every one of us. And this is something I come up against with many of my clients who will kind of find the label of perfectionist a little bit baffling at first. They'll say to me, no, I have lots of evidence to show you that I'm not a perfectionist. Have you seen the state of my cupboards? Have you seen how many pieces of paper are piled up on my desk? Maybe I'm talking about myself here. Have you noticed that I drop the ball in school events? I forget things. I'm always the one that hasn't got the kid in the costume ready for World Book Day. And I would say, in my experience, the vast majority of people are not completely perfectionists in the way that we might imagine it because, and I said this on the previous episode, sometimes we can have this upside down impression that being a perfectionist is this ideal, is this image of someone who has everything all figured out who glides through life unflappable and with an Instagrammable perfect situation with their family, with their work that they love and is hugely successful, with the people around them and their relationships just being absolutely tip-top at all times. So when we have that idea in our heads that 
being a perfectionist is actually perfect and ideal and aspirational. It can be really difficult initially for people to identify with that, especially if those same people, my clients or listeners or other people that I speak to have any issues with the self-sabotaging mindset, who look at themselves maybe not in the most kind way, who don't recognize their own awesome, who don't know their talents. It can feel a bit abrasive to be labeled as a perfectionist because they're feeling anything but perfect. But it doesn't mean that they're not. (laughs) It doesn't mean that the traits of perfectionism aren't seeping in into their world in ways that they might not expect. And what I often do with new clients is I give them questionnaires. I work from questionnaires as baselines. It's really, really helpful. And I show them their responses and I show them their scores. And they're often quite surprised that they score so highly for perfectionism. But when they think about the questions they've been asked and how they've responded to those questions, it makes sense. And it's like the blinkers come off and they realize they have been attempting to live to this hugely high standard and really beating themselves up in the process for not attaining this ideal of perfection. I encourage you to have a think about ways in which perfectionism might be affecting you. If you don't feel like you're a stereotypical, uh, culturally resonating perfectionist because you don't have a showreel of a lifestyle to present to the world, then I just invite you to get curious about where you might have extremely high standards for yourself and others, where you might give yourself a hard time when you come up short and where you might hold yourself back, and this one is really key, from starting things because you feel like you just don't want to get it wrong. You want to get things right first time. You want to be that person who creates and gets A++. You don't want to be the person who creates and has to face that it might not be the way you want it initially. And yeah, perfectionism really does show up differently for all of us. So always applying these podcast episodes to how things show up for you is vital. And I'm going to move now into this next part of the podcast, which is about why we hold on to perfectionism and what it actually gives us. That may sound strange because you can tell from my, you know, general demeanor on this episode and on previous episodes, I am no fan of perfectionism. But I also am aware that when we have these mindset gremlins, when we have these blocks, they have served us in some way. And it's often worth acknowledging that. So whilst you've been potentially holding on to perfectionism in your life, it will have acted as a protection. It will have meant that you have kept safe in your comfort zone and in the familiar. And there may be very good reasons why you now want to break out from that. But perhaps in the past, it's been necessary to keep yourself playing small, to keep yourself being more worried about perfectionism than you now are. So it can be really, really interesting because when we get stuck in perfectionism or when we, in inverted commas, reap the benefits of perfectionism, 
we get to not make mistakes. We get to not try certain things that could throw us out there and really make us feel vulnerable. We get to keep that cotton wool wrapped around us. Now, this is all well and good, but as I've talked about before, the comfort zone is not particularly comfy. It is actually more like a gilded cage and we really need to push past that. But don't give yourself a hard time from having been a perfectionist. Recognize that you are doing it and that you're now breaking free of those shackles. Because when we are perfectionist in our thinking, it's very easy just to stay in the thinking and not do it, not do the thing that actually might push you forward. So there may have been good reasons for that, there may not, but it's okay to recognize that you were perhaps basking in some of the benefits of perfectionism for a while. So I hope I've made a really good case so far and I'm going to bolster it for why now is the time to embrace imperfectionism Now is the time to identify with me as a recovering perfectionist or even better as a fully grown imperfectionist. And as if by magic to prove my point, I just said, I don't know if you heard it, I said perfectionist and I'm leaving it in my podcast, even though it will go out to my lovely listeners who I always want to create fantastic content for. I am okay with accidentally saying perfectionist, with accidentally not having perfect grammar, with presenting a version of myself as a coach, as a podcaster, that doesn't have to be 100% polished. And this is something that clients have told me they really enjoy about our coaching relationship. They say I walk the talk. Now, that doesn't mean I'm dropping balls left, right and centre. I am a very effective and committed coach. But sometimes I will get my words garbled and I will have to start again. Occasionally, I'll have to reschedule a session because I've made a balls up on my calendar. It's okay to make errors and I'm now going to talk to you about why it's not just okay to make errors but it will help you thrive as a human being and as a purpose-led business owner. And as a postscript, I am saying this from someone who has been there because the old me would definitely have not allowed perfectionist to stay in a podcast going out to hundreds of listeners. So learn from me, I've been there and I really do absolutely reap the benefits of a more imperfectionist attitude. So the first thing I want to talk to you about being an imperfectionist and why it's so valuable and how to do it is it gives you a bulletproof approach to failure and the practice of having a really healthy approach to failure is something which is going to feed your imperfectionist mindset. It's going to prove time and again the power and importance of doing because even if we've tried something and it didn't go perfectly, we can recognise that we've grown, that we have developed, that we have learned from that failure, that we have something to take forward into the future from it. So having a bulletproof approach to failure and really accepting failure is part of the journey. It's okay if it happens, will first of all free you up to make brave decisions, will allow you to think bigger and more differently about your business and your life. And secondly, will give you that confirmation that 
Trying and not getting it right first time is really not the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that that can happen is that you don't try at all. And that's really one of the key learnings of perfectionism. If perfectionism is stopping you from trying, then it is the worst that can happen, not the mistake, not the imperfect product or service or attempt at running a business. Knowing that you have tried and it hasn't gone quite right is so much better. Believe me, I've been there with failure and I am always, when I reflect back, so happy that I gave things a go, so happy that I tried something different because I can see the part it has played in my bigger picture and in my story to this point. Another way of being an imperfectionist is committing to create self-esteem that is non perfection driven, where you don't just congratulate yourself for the big ticket, amazing wins, where you don't accept only the very, very best in terms of your own personal self-recognition. It's actually about building that self-esteem from within and allowing that to not be perfect either. So sometimes when you're building your self-esteem, you might be building it with something slightly adjacent to perfect. It might be that you tried to do something, it didn't go quite right, but you're giving yourself credit and allowing yourself to think about that in a positive way and how well it reflects on your character and your talents and your humanness. Being an imperfectionist is also all about that humanness. It's about being comfortable with your own vulnerability, being okay with feeling a little bit lost or feeling like something isn't coming to you as naturally as other things in life. And getting comfy with that and comfy with your discomfort is so empowering in the long run and something which is incredibly useful when you're trying to shed the skin of being a perfectionist who shies away from feeling vulnerable and in doing so, you know, cuts off a lot of opportunities. An amazing byproduct of getting more comfortable with your own vulnerability is the model you can be to others. And by modeling this imperfectionist, failing forward approach to life, you can really influence and encourage growth in those around you. I know that personally, this is something I have used with my children to explain to them that they never have to be perfect, that effort is brilliant, but beating yourself up for getting 19 out of 20 is not going to help anyone and we would never encourage it. But it's not just about children, although that's obviously really, really important. Join me in the movement to embrace imperfectionism, to remind people that we don't have to be tied down by these perfect ideals, whether that's in our appearance, whether it's in our work, whether it's in our home decor or whatever it is, we can absolutely take ourselves away from those shackles and into this freer world where we're okay with the messy middle, we're okay with making mistakes. And another element to that is, and it links on to being that model, whilst you're still learning and breaking down those barriers of perfectionism, surround yourself with people who are not perfectionist. Surround yourself with people who have either 
broken free of this or they never had that particular trait to begin with. I mean, most people do have elements of perfectionism, but there are also always people that we can think of who have a more laid back approach to everything. So if you can think of any business partners, any friends, any family members who have less of a perfectionist approach to life, get a bit more of them in your day-to-day. Hear how they approach trying something new, how they approach failure. And those that see life as an experiment, because that is a hugely healthy mindset and a really brilliant way of being a business owner. When we can recognize that, yeah, it's like a science experiment. I can put a little bit in, I can take a little bit out, I can see if it works. If it doesn't work, no worries, I'll try again tomorrow. And seriously, one of the reasons I am so passionate about this is because it is a challenge to so much of what we're told by the patriarchy, by society, by advertisements, by the world around us, that those toxic ideas that we have to always have our game face on, that we can't admit weakness, that we must always present ourselves as our absolute best side and our absolute best selves. I have seen a real shifting in this over the pandemic, especially over on LinkedIn and from people in the world of work as well as the world of business, where they are standing up and saying, do you know what? I found this really hard and I'm not afraid to admit it. Do you know what? I'm doing this to help my mental health. I'm doing that to help my relationship issue. I am working on myself because I'm not perfect and I'm actually okay with talking about that because we don't have to have this game face on anymore and we can be more open. By more of us having those conversations and being more honest, we allow the door to open for future generations and people who are watching us, people who are in the wings wanting to shed their own elements of perfectionism. Something that really helped me to do with embracing my own imperfectionism is really thinking about the toxicity of perfectionism. Because as I said at the beginning, there's some things tied up in perfectionism maybe being a good thing. But once we recognise the links that perfectionism has with all those other self-saboteurs I talked about earlier, that fear of failure, that fear of what others think, the imposter syndrome, the need to be liked by everyone... As soon as we recognise that perfectionism isn't harmless, it isn't benign, we can really start to challenge it and unpick it. And when we do challenge and unpick perfectionism, we can start small. We can start to think about how perfectionism shows up with ourselves and maybe not make that huge jump initially where you're going to submit a podcast episode into the ether with the word perfectionism in it. I'm not asking you to do that. But is there something where you could complete some work and hand it over to your client but not cross all the I's and T's and not obsess about it in the way that you might have done previously? I have a wonderful client who's actually done just that, handed over work that maybe in the past she would have agonized over sending and submitting to her clients, and she's had the most incredible feedback. 
And in doing so, she has given herself that practice of being a non-perfectionist, being an imperfectionist, realizing that the world didn't end. And in fact, it was brilliant because it freed up some time for her to spend on her self-care, on her other clients, on her business development. So she was able to see that it was a hugely beneficial thing to try And no one got hurt, no one worried, and no one even knew that she hadn't agonised over it to the nth degree that she might have done in the past. And I think there's a lesson there that we can really slacken off the pressure that we put on ourselves. We can really remove that from our own lives and see that while perfectionism can indeed cause harm, imperfectionism very rarely does. In fact, it can cause amazing, brilliant opportunities, developments, growth and chances for you to really take action, really step away from those shackles of perfectionism that are so often tied up with not doing and not trying and instead put yourself out there in the world as the awesome purpose-led business owner that I know you are. If today's episode has resonated, if you would like to be a recovering perfectionist like me, if you would like to be happy with making errors on your own podcast also like me, then please do click on the link in the show notes. Let's talk on a self-sabotage breakthrough call about how we might work together and let's get you away from this most annoying and most brilliantly defeated of Mindset Gremlins. I look forward to speaking to you again on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast same time next week. Take care, championing you as ever and I will be back next week. Bye for now.